Good evening, everybody. How is everybody out there? Um, fantastic day today. I tell you what, I, had, I don't know about you, James, but how are you feeling today? I'm tired. I've had a weekend of it, Jim. Have you? Um, well, I tell you, I've had, a, I've had a full day, and I'll tell you about the escapades in a minute. Good evening to everyone here. Give us a big thumbs up if you're with us. Um, and we're rocking and rolling, ready to go. We're going to be creating some wealth tonight and talking about some of our journeys so far and some of the things I've done today. And some of the things that didn't happen today, um, no surprise. Um, that remember that property I says that's my first one of the year. Mm -hmm. Didn't it happen? The guy came back to me and said, uh, "Oh, I spoke to my solicitor. Here it is. I spoke to my solicitor. My solicitor says, oh, 'Oh, I'll get far more money for this property than than what he's offering.' And and it's like madness because I was actually offering them more than the actual what a home report would come in it. Mm -hmm. Because my numbers worked, and he had no idea that was the case, and his solicitors put him off that. Because literally, the difference between what I was on. So here's the difference: the difference was a similar house, better condition, with conservatory off the back, hundred and five thousand. He had no conservatory, not as good as condition. I was offered him ninety five thousand. Mental situations, eh? <laughs> 105,000. That one just sold probably about two or three months back. That's crazy how, how you could think that. Oh, I'll definitely get more. And this is the impression you see. There's a lot of people out there get the impression, oh, I bet it's Jim it's offering. He's obviously trying to get below the market value. It's like it's nothing like that at all. And you're you're similar, aren't you? Yeah, you have to uh, keep an eye on the numbers, make sure they work for you. And uh, also, uh, when you go and view the properties, you have to make sure that. Again, you you know roughly what it's going to cost to put it right, if there's anything wrong with it. I wonder if I should get back to the stage. I remember in the early days, I used to actually send other people around to do the viewings. Because <laughs> when, when you had open viewings, and if I turned up, everybody knew it was probably going to be a really good deal. Um, yeah. So they all started to call on to that. So I had to send other people around. And like, it was, you know, as folk from my work, I was just saying, look, Michelle, Go and go down and view this property for me. Just tell me what it's like. And she says, but but I didn't even know anything about property height. Just walk around, tell me if it's okay. The numbers make sense to me. What else could be wrong? Just make sure there's no damp, there's nothing untoward. That's it. So just walk yeah. around, give me your impression. Came back, job done, offer made, property bought. Um, and, and she was gobsmacked I used to do that. But the reality is, as I said, if I turned up, I'd never I never would have got it. Um, let's say a couple of Good evenings to people. Good evening, George. Good evening, Alan. Good evening, Deborah. And good evening. Uh, if anybody else is with us, please feel free to comment and like and share. Give us a thumbs up as well. Um, if this is your if this is your first time, give us a smiley face. Um, the most important thing ever is interaction. This is effectively like us standing in front of the room and talking to you guys out there. Um, and this is a more efficient way to do it. So we didn't obviously have to hire a room and everybody has to get in their car and travel from place to place in order to sit and listen to this. We can all sit in the comfort of our own home or wherever we are and actually interact this way as well. So if you can give us a smiley face or something like that, or um, uh, just to say if it's your first time uh, uh, watching, then please do that because then we know to cover certain things for you as well. If you're a seasoned veteran at this, in other words, we're at episode five. We're at episode five, yeah. <laughs> we're at, five. If you're at episode five with us, then, then give us a thumbs up again. Uh, make sure you're still there and still alive. That's the most Thank important thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so I'm going to talk about one of my properties. Um, I never got a chance to talk about the week before and probably a couple of weeks before that as well. I'm going to talk about that in a minute because Alan, I promised Alan I was going to do this um, from last week. So Alan, if you're there, uh, this one's just going to be for you. Uh, but quickly, let's cover what was in the news. I mean, what, what, what did you pick out the day uh, in, in terms of the news? Um, right, you so thought I've, got was couple, I've got a couple of articles. So uh, I seen an article this morning on Property Investor I, I think it was called. Yeah. Um, homes that are Homes are at risk of an APC downgrade if the, if the owners install heat pumps. This is because uh, APC is quite subjective at the moment, so it's not uh, carrying the same pace as uh, refinements to APC. Yeah. So basically, if you update the heat, uh, heat pump, rather, uh, it doesn't get scored correctly on the APC, so it may devalue your property and may pull you down a a level within the EPC itself. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. What else do you got? Um, listen, I'll tell you what I saw the now. Um, was quite an interesting one. This was uh, Martin Lewis on about the, you know, the Lysas. Um, yes. And I thought, this would be a great idea to share this. And then then when when I kind of worked it out, and they were talking about you get a £1,000 every, every 4000 that you actually save for a younger saver, and yep. every year for the for 33 years, you can make £33,000. And then what I kind of worked out, and I thought, is that not just what they do with the pensions? Because <laughs> you're locked into it. You're locked into it till you retire. You either you buy a house or you're locked into it till you retire. And, and if you don't, you, you didn't get the bonus. Is, I mean, right. am I, is that a correct assumption, assumption kind of across the board in general? Basically what happens is you're, uh, if you don't buy a property within a a reasonable period of time you just keep kicking that can down the road and just building up a fund so yeah it becomes a de facto pension as you say yeah i'm going to stick that in for anybody if you want to you know judge for yourself at the end of the day it's uh, if you've got a younger member of the family it maybe um i think it's 18 to 39 year olds um it, it, it could benefit from this then by all means share it with them uh tag them in it um send it to them um because I think it's a case that you decide for yourself if it's worth it. But for me, when I kind of worked it all out and I thought to myself, I thought, you know, for my kids, they'd be better actually just investing in property with me. Um, and I'd probably make a hell of a lot, well, I will make a hell of a lot more money than that'll make. Um, and then they have an asset appreciates all the time over over the medium to long term, rather than actually that, which only makes money if you actually put money in. And then you get interest on the existing money it's in. But that interest is generally only going to be about what? Half a percent, one percent, yeah. Um, even with rate rises, I don't think it's going to go up uh, too high anyway. So the compounding um, effect is not going to be absolutely brilliant, is it? No, pointless. You'd be better buy more property. Um, in conjunction with that story, though, Jim, uh, I noticed that I think it's Kirsty also. Uh, yeah. She came out with a statement saying that it should be easy for first-time buyers to get on the property ladder without needing this government assistance or whatever. Uh, if they would just stop buying Starbucks. <laughs> stop buying Starbucks and cancel your Netflix and buy a house. Uh, easier said than done, eh? How, uh, how I don't know. I, you know, I, I think that's lost touch with reality. You know, because no, I, I know what it was like to be a first-time buyer, and I still remember what it was like to be a first-time buyer, and it was bloody hard. Yeah. She's not the daughter of a baron, so it's not like she's she's come from Possibly. nothing. <laughs> she's not had any idea what it was like to scrimp and save in the very Absolutely. beginning and struggle. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I always say, with, without any struggle, there can't be any victory. And that's really what it comes down to. So there, is, there has to be a struggle somewhere. 
uh, to, yep. to understand that and touch base with anybody um, in terms of what it's like. Other than that, you can only empathise with people other than sympathise with them. Um, but I definitely think first-time buyers, governments still got to help on assistance. And it's yep. a great measure to do it that way. Um, but again, it's it's uh, it's not something I would I would I would probably advise unless uh, unless you're getting your first house. That is probably the best way to use it. Um, other than that, retirement. I'm not really sure if it's if it's worth doing it that way. I kind of think maybe a pension's probably better. Um, however, the LISA obviously gives you instant access to it if you really need it. Where a pension Absolutely. doesn't, if you're Absolutely. halfway through it. Eh? Do you think that's the way they're going to edge out pensions and they're just going to bring it in ISA, uh, LISAs? Uh, potentially. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of things sort of happening in the, in the round at the minute, a lot of yeah. different things, and the cost of living and so on. How much could people realistically save with the way the cost of living is going at the moment? That's the other issue. So here's my thoughts on, on the LISA, finally, just to draw a line under it. Um, think about this. If everybody else does it, then the standard of living is going to increase to what everybody else is doing as well. Therefore, you'll get the same as everybody else when you retire. There'll be no difference. Uh, funny enough, that's exactly where they are right now. There they go. <laughs> it does make logical sense, doesn't it, when you think about it like that? Absolutely. It's like, because the reason is, if you're earning the same as everybody else, if everybody, if you put everybody on £100,000 a year, okay? Think of it that way. Put everybody on £100,000 a year, the cost of living will move up to £100,000 a year. Therefore, the price of property will be reflective of everybody earning £100,000 a year. And so will goods and services and everything else like that as well. So you're never going to be any further forward than you were before. You'll be exactly the same. You'll just be broke at a different level. And when it comes to property, there's a long-standing joke that uh, my property gets a bigger pay rise per year than I do, <laughs> which is true. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Julie actually makes a, a good comment as well. Son's going through this at the moment, losing out after offering more than 10% over asking prices. Uh, Julie, you've got to be very fortunate. I, I'll be honest, I got in there this morning again, and, and I've got another one over the line. I got an agreement at home report value and never even made it to market. Uh, the person was more than happy with what I was wanting to do. Um, so they didn't bother actually putting up for sale at all. They just went, good, deal done, so, sorted. So Just offers in right now. And then I've planned as well, planned as well at the same time to take another three of my own properties in our name and actually sell them to my limited company at the same time as this one. And then the four I've got already in the pipeline, which will make uh, the eight, which will be over the six, which will give me the average for the EDS. Job done, eh? Saved a few thousand that way. Absolutely. And talking about thousands. <laughs> Going back to Jill's comment, uh, I was so overjoyed the day, James, <laughs> when I got my tax rebate in. Tax <laughs> rebate? It is. <laughs> the tax man paid me money today. <laughs> I was over the moon when I came in, I'll tell you. And I was quickly straight onto my online banking and bank tax check. Um, but I tell you what, if, if you plan properly, um, you can you can easily do that and mitigate your tax position. And Absolutely. that was that was the foresight of me actually making sure I planned with my pension uh, to make sure I brought myself from a higher rate to a lower rate payer. Hence the reason I had to pay my money back in terms of the tax. Brilliant. Well, that's, exactly what, that's exactly what I'm doing. It, it's, it's all these simple things, doesn't it? We talk about wealth creation, but everybody thinks it's a huge thing. It's just one big thing will make the fundamental difference. 
But it's like what you did the other week, and we've not done this yet, this show, but you actually shared a whole load of raft of wee minor, minor improvements you can make right throughout your whole your whole lifestyle. And when you, when you think about the compounding effect every single month it will have, it's, it's like you can make a TV show about it. I mean, effectively, there is people that make TV shows about that, and you have just done it, and and we will talk about that in some of the successive shows as as a result of that. Because I I think it is one of the things. It's not wealth creation is not just about just getting that one big thing and making an absolute fortune. It's it's just a it's just a slow progressive improvement as far as I'm concerned, uh, on to on towards that journey of building wealth over a, a medium to long term period. I mean, is that how you look at? It? It's a lot of small wins to create the big one at the end. You know. Good point. I like the way you said that. Many stages, so you have to hit every stage and then eventually get to the finish line and there you go, you've, you've passed your goal. I've still no got, and, and for anybody out there, um, I could only apologise, but I've still no got around to the consultation paper for the government. <laughs> I just, I took one look at it the day and I just like, I just switched off. I just like, oh my God, I'm not really sure if I could cope with this. Um, I have a bit of I have, have you actually read it at all? Have you have you looked at it? I've, at all? I've, read, I've read quite a bit of it, but uh, it leads us on to another story in the news. Actually, uh, there's, there's another article today that landlords are going to be hit by an average of fifteen thousand pounds as part of the government, UK government's drive for life and up. Now that might not be any relevance to us because obviously, you know, we're in a two-tier governmental system here. Yeah, and I try and avoid that. I try and avoid the politics if I can, but you often find that whatever's. Uh, legislated in one country tends to get replicated and maybe watered down or maybe be a bit more force behind it. Yeah. So it's worth maybe keeping an eye on that. Yeah. Now, I'm going to put this in the comments, but I'll quickly show you it. So here it is here. Um, can you see that okay? Yep. So New Deal for Tenants, Draft Strategy, Consultation, and I will stick it in the comments. So it's obviously Shona Robinson, uh, Robinson, 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 something like that. Um, Patrick Harv, Harvey and uh, go through all the different sections as well. I mean, you know, you'll get through it in probably a, probably about a good few hours. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm going to get round to it at some point in time because it, it definitely needs to be read. Um, so I'm going to I'll stick that in the comments for everybody so you can read it for yourself. And if you want to put any information in and detail about it, then feel free to to you know just send something into the government about what your thoughts are on it as well. The more people that actually send information back on the consultation. The more the government has to take it on board. Um, I'll I'll be honest though, uh, you know it's it's probably just a talking shop at this point in time. I think they've I think they've obviously clearly set their agenda already. They know what their answers are going to be, and all they're doing is having a having a dance with us in order to come to the conclusion that they want to come to in the first place. Um, just to, you call me cynical, but I've seen it all before. Just to return to that point, Jim, they've done the very same thing with the short lets and uh, hostels industry. They basically created a, a working group, they called it. Uh, it turned out that the Scottish government were trying to steer them down a particular path. They weren't happy, they quit. And then two weeks later, the papers produced and all of a sudden we're needing planning permission of whatever else if you want to have a holiday like. So, yeah. yeah. It was clearly obvious that it was all in the pipeline anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's exactly what probably, probably happened with this. But then, yeah, if you don't respond, then you're not having a say. At the very least. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They always turn around and say, well, you, well, you didn't respond. It's your own fault. You yeah, know, that's what it comes down to. 
Um, anything else finally until we go on to the next one which is this yes. uh, which is Memorial Road have you got anything else to cheer this is a good one uh, so uh, obviously we know that the the energy cart was lifted uh, last week yep but one unintended consequence of that and causing a lot of panic at the moment is people that own HMOs mm-hmm. and HMOs are home of multiple occupations so uh, you know you rent it on a per room basis but the thing with HMOs is that all your bills are generally included, so your your broadband, your electricity, your gas, uh, and various other bits and pieces. Uh, but obviously, the increase in costs uh, in terms of energy, twenty three percent of HMO owners are talking about leaving the industry as quickly as possible, with a further thirty six percent waiting to see what happens come April. But Offgem have already said that they want to go from a six-month model to a three-month model, so every three months we could be expecting rises for quite some time to come. Yeah. Mentally. You had a horror story at the weekend. Tell me about it. Yes, yes, I did. This, so, this is a classic. Right? For anybody out there, um, uh, you know, just listen to this, um, because you think it's, you, know, you, you always think it's glitz and glamour, and you think, you know, you, oh, we've got a deal, and then this is what happens. Tell us all about it, James. Right, so... Uh, over the last sort of couple of days before the weekend, uh, I'd picked up a property, well, I had an eye on a property that was requiring a little bit of refurbishment, a little bit of refurbishment, uh, and they also had a certain tenant. So with a certain tenant, you're basically income producing from day one. However, when I went to the viewing at night, my original plan was to potentially maybe decant the tenant there on a short-term basis, get the refurb done, put them back in to a virtually a new home inside an old home um, but it wouldn't have worked because firstly the the landlord wasn't meeting current re- uh, legislation in terms of smoke alarms uh, the, it was a fuse board as opposed to uh, you know the RCD trip switches big hole in the, the uh, kitchen where there's been a flood from the bathroom and all the the landlord supplied them was, was a bit of plasterboard they still had to oh, figure out how they, were, how they were going to fit it. But to compound that, and, and this is part of the subject of tonight's show, is that the tenant wasn't clearly looking after the property. Uh, I had to wipe my feet on the way out. Yeah, and and what I can't understand, though, is I, I bet you a pound to a penny the landlord is actually registered. And, yes, and registered. what I can't understand is how on earth could the landlord get registered if they're not complying with the current legislation in terms of smoke alarms, in terms of EICR, because it's a requirement that you're so, supposed to have them as, as legislation. And even when you go around to register again, to re-register, they ask you to send all these details over. So either yeah. they've missed it or, or 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 he's lied or she's lied. Well, the other thing as well, the only other option to buy the house was to offer a selling price and evict the tenant, but the woman's been living there for 10 years, and you don't want to be evicted people just for the sake of you it. You don't want to be the bad person at the end of the Absolutely day, because yeah? it's like you, you, you'll be seen as the easy target. Oh, well, yeah. he's like that, and he did that deliberately. When in actual fact, you're probably doing it for their own benefit, to be honest, yeah. Yeah. because they'll probably get far better accommodation as a result of that. The condition was so bad, I would say that not only would the landlord not be served with improvement notices from the local authority, I think you're probably looking at a uh, Going down the road to get them removed from the landlord's registration, and then yeah. then comes an unregistered landlord, and then that also then causes a lot of legal issues. But then, if you're uh, a tenant out there and there's problems and they don't comply with the legislation, 
you do have uh, certain uh, certain um, re recourse. Um, so you can complain to the landlord in the first instance, or or the or the actual letting agent if they're managing it. And if there's yep. nothing done about it, then you can actually put in you can put in a complaint further on to the first tier tribunal, um, and the first tier tribunal will hear it. And they might, if they, if they say something needs to be fixed, they will put an order on it. It needs to be fixed. And mm -hmm. they might actually put a rent abatement notice on it, which means that the tenant doesn't need to pay any rent until that problem is fixed. Um, and it's also and, and, and there is, there's no rent arrears as a result. They just put a notice on it and say that's what it is. And I tell you what, you didn't want something like that. We've had one person that's had it done once. And ultimately, that was because they they more or less refused to do it, and I and I just thought I I I've had enough of this. I don't I don't want this person. I don't want this person as a landlord. Um. So so basically, you know, I I told the tenant the route, and they just went on and did it. And yep. lo and behold, he had to fix it as a result, and it was it, it kind of came on to his 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 own doing. Um. So he did it to himself, and and even though I told him time and time again, he needs to get it fixed. But that's just one instance in all these years in terms of that happening. Um, Phil actually says a good point here. Um, he says, I, 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 very few, I suspect, are checked on legislation. Absolutely. Um, you know, I always say if they can't, if they can't even enforce the kebab shops <laughs> um, and, and, and stuff like that, under because it's, it's the trading standards that actually look at these things, if they can't even get the time to get around to that and they've got that already, how on earth are they going to manage with anything else? And I'm just saying, Jim. In, in connection with that, with that same thing, uh, local authorities are going to get, uh, well, they're going to basically start a cottage industry yeah. and have enforcement officers in, in the council uh, and they will target people that are registered on the, the landlord register to do sweeps every now and again, I think. But that was the whole point of landlord registration in the first place. <laughs> this is what we talked about. We said... About funding. We, were, we are effectively paying hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of money why are you know employing somebody to actually go out and and and, and actually actually enforce this um as as the reason and not have employ somebody just to sit behind the desk and tally the number of people that actually register to be a landlord you know that's Absolutely. all that's effectively all all they were doing in the past um yeah. and there's nobody out there actually on the boots on the ground enforcing it um and that's so what we want do, to see so if they do eventually have small departments within councils you can expect your registration fees to rise, and they have been steadily rising a pound, a couple of pound a year. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that might be significant in the future. Let's talk about um, Memorial Road. Um, we'll get onto this, Alan. <laughs> we'll get onto this, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can get my video file up. Um, Don't quickly. throw it, because uh, after you've seen it, you might have a reason to leave. Leave <laughs> 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 it till the end. Uh, Give me two seconds. It's no easy um, try to remember how this works again. Um, so this is pre-renovation, hopefully. Hopefully you'll see this. Yep, here we go. Um, so we'll take Richard's voice off of it. Can, can you see this okay, yeah? I can see Richard, bye. Perfect. Uh, full screen. Can we do full screen layout and see what happens? No, we disappear. I think this is a portrait thing, isn't it? Yeah, I I need to go. I need to go back. Oh, here we go, and here we go. I'm just messing about here and seeing how we're going. Okay, so this is uh, Memorial Road right now. Uh, just to let you explain here, I bought Memorial Road. Um, well, actually, decide for yourself. So this is the back garden, huge back garden. 
Um, now, this came via a sourcer uh, for me, um, and Richard went out to have a look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I had a wee quick look at it myself beforehand, but I, I said, go and pop around and have a look at it and just give me a just give me your assessment of rent and stuff like that, and what do you think we'll get for it? But good upstairs. Memorial Road's quite good. It's, it's a good road. UPVC door, so that's a big plus, so at least something's done. I mean, it's, it's not up to much as you walk in. I mean, cracked tiles and stuff like that. And then you get, see the smoke detector up there? Yep. Just up the top. So at least that's in place. Um, and as we go off onto the left-hand side, I think he's going in. Or he's maybe no. He's maybe just going, looking either side and having a wee chat about it. Yep, he's going in. So uh, the one thing I love about ex-local authority properties, great double bedrooms. There's, so there's huge double bedrooms, eh? I mean, you know, people go on and surveyors go on about ex-local authority properties going, oh, well, they're undervalued and all the rest of it. And I'm thinking, God, I mean, I, I could never want a better property. They've always got big back gardens and they've always got really good, decent-sized rooms. And yep. more than likely, every single one of them is actually actually double glazed. So they're good properties to go for every single day. So this That's is the cool. second bedroom. Now, see if you stop there. See up there at the top? Oh. See just in the top there? That wee bit, that's where the damp is from the roof. So I had to get that checked out as well. No major issue as far as I'm concerned. You've got a cupboard on your right-hand side in the corner there. Um, Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, okay, I'll maybe just leave that there because that's quite good to have there. See up in that top bit? Right. Uh, I think that's just maybe the the chimney stack or something like that because there used to be a chimney behind there and if you look outside, you'll see a stack. Well, I had this with Project Bernardi. It was the same. But but in terms of that, what, what do you think so far? What do you think that needs? Uh, just just a tidy up. Yeah, tidy up so far. Yeah. Bathroom's decent enough, eh? Has it got a shower? No, that's the thing. No. No. Now, that's no bad. I mean, you know, you could probably get away with tidying that up, but I'll show you what I did with it. That's all right. That looks similar to the one I've got in my bathroom, but it's... Yeah. Well, actually, it's the same contractor, so he's maybe nicked out of there and put it in yours. (laughs) (laughs) And charged the full price for it. (laughs) Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, into, the, into the living room, see, great size living room as well. What I like about yeah. it. a couple of things off the wall, stuff like that. That's no the end of the world as well. Smokey's in there. So you can see the smoke detector up there as well. Yep. Um, and I'll be interested. Listen, if you're, you know, anybody watching out there, uh, guys, uh, Alan, Phil, um, anybody else out there, uh, please. Comment, if you think certain things should be done or you would do certain things, by all means, please feel free to comment. We'd love to have your interaction on this and what you think you would do with the property. Um, there's no right or wrong answer here, so it's just what you think you'll do with the property, and then I could show you what I, I've done with So in here, straight away, you can notice, look at the fuse board. Out of date. So it's the old trip switches in there as well, so you can yeah. notice that as well. So that's what now, ideally, if you don't need a rewire, you're probably only talking about what four hundred pound to change a an RC to an RCD protected board. I about that. Yeah, and then pop off into the kitchen at the back. A really good sized kitchen as well. Eh? Yeah. That's what I like about them. It's you know two double bedrooms and a really good sized kitchen. A wee breakfast yeah. bar along the side there. Space for a cooker. Now, for me, I'm not really sure what that is. Uh, see in that corner. I always thought, right, right not there, that? there. 
I always thought the hot water tank was up there. Right. And, it, and it is. But, you know, there's a wall behind there as well, which I was quite confused about. I thought, well, maybe that's going to get taken away as well. But it's interesting to see what happened the next thing. That's where they hit um, the bottom, Jim. <laughs> see, Deborah there says uh, new link smoke detectors needed. Bath moved uh, uh, with over over bath shower. Good, yeah, good, good. Uh, I'll keep that in mind, Deborah. That's good thinking. Okay, and then in that plan. cupboard, you've got the boiler. So the boiler's in there as well in the other cupboard. I love hiding boilers. It's brilliant. <laughs> but even that kitchen's no bad. For somebody starting out, I mean, you didn't need to run in and buy a new kitchen, do you? No, not at all. And that's what a lot of people, and I'll stop it there. That's what a lot of people out there, what you don't realise, you know, sometimes it's not all about just running into the property. When I started in the beginning, I, I did a lot of the properties I had. I, I took them like they were there, and I, and I just did the floor coverings, the decoration. I maybe put new bath panel on. I maybe, I maybe tried to get a shower over the bath on occasions, and, you know, just in the middle. You know, instead of trying to put it to then, because you'd have to move it then, and that would cost a lot more money. With the kitchen as well, as the units were fine, um, and 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 I, I just used to decorate and paint and put new floor coverings in the kitchen as well, and maybe put a new um, freestanding cooker in. And everybody thought that was the bee's knees. You know, they were they were quids in. So you could you could do that. You could do that on on a less expensive budget, but you can see there straight away condenser boiler. That's a booster as well. Yeah, now you can see that by the white pipe coming down the bottom there. So see that white plastic pipe for everybody out there? That's, yep. That tells you it's a condenser because that's the pipe, uh, the condensate pipe goes out to And then it feeds into the actual, uh, it should feed into a plastic pipe and not a metal pipe um, mm -hmm. because metal pipes uh, could corrode because it's uh, sulfur dioxide that gets pumped out there, I think. Or something to that effect, if anybody's an engineer out there. So boiler's pretty good. Yep. Good brand anyway, certainly. Yeah, and, and again, as I said, that's what, what I pretty much liked about it. But, but you could get away with doing this on the cheap, couldn't you? You could. I don't think it would be that expensive. In fact, those kitchen units, the drawer fronts are still made. <laughs> so yeah. It's not like it's an old one, particularly an old one anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's Richard's assessment of the, of the property. Now, um. Interestingly enough, I actually I actually bought that, um, so I managed to get that for thirty eight thousand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow! Well, you, saved, you saved on the tax. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what it was? It, it sat in the back, in the boy's back. He says it's a monkey on my back. It has been for two years. It's just been sitting empty. And he says I can't be bothered with it anymore. I just want rid of it. I want it off my. I want it away. And and I said, look, you know, what are you looking for? And he said that. And I said, well, that's fine. I could I could do that. Um, and he went, yeah, okay, the deal's done. Now that doesn't come all the time, remember. Um, but you know, now and again, uh, you will get these one-offs that you like. Uh, you like. I, I just explained to you the other now the people out there. Uh, you know, I made that offer with someone, and I gave them top dollar for it, probably even more than top dollar, and they still got put off. And felt that they should hold on to it, and I was like, I was like, well, well okay, I've not really, it's not really cost me anything. It's only yeah. cost me a wee bit of time. I did a bit of research online, and that's why I knew there was another one next door. It sold with a conservatory and better neck on Right Move, um, with the same postcode and and two doors down for for one hundred and five thousand. So I knew ninety five was a bit keen, um, but I knew at ninety five I was getting six fifty a month anyway. So th the numbers kind of worked at that level because there was there was a sitting tenant. There was a certain tenant as well. And so it was a kind of no-brainer. And I thought, well, I'm okay with that. Um, 
Incidentally, the sitting tenant had less of a rent, but then I worked out the fact that I'm happy to wait because if you get a new one without a sitting tenant, you're talking about what another five, six hundred pound to just wait on getting somebody in. And then by the time you work out what you're going to get in 650 and the 575 is paying right now, you're 75 pounds a month. Multiply that by 10 months, you're you're 750 quid. You're, you're kind of here or there about the first month's rent covered straight away. Absolutely. Um, sure. And then after maybe a year or two, then you would maybe consider putting the rent up um, um, uh, incremental bits at a time. Um, so Indeed. don't do try big by big rent increases all at the same time um, when you have a tenant. Um, just do incremental improvements. You could see that. I mean, Virgin do that. Sky do that. And and yeah. when they put 50 pence on your monthly bill, they've got millions of people. So if, if they've got a million people and they put 50 pence on, they've made £500,000 right to their bottom line just by right. putting 50 pence on. And then we start phoning, we, we start phoning them telling them you can't afford it, so they get 20 quid off our bill every month. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Alan says uh, maybe change the bath, uh, bathroom shower, new carpets are clean, kitchen floor. Yep, good points, Alan. Um, kitchen uh, benches. Um, yep, and Facebook user. Yeah, well, if, if you're a face, if you come up as a Facebook user and that's you, um, you need to go into streamyard.com uh, and actually give them permission to show your name right. on our feed. Uh, or there might be a link in this post that you'll see as well in the actual post itself. It gives you permission to see your 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 uh, comments on our feed. Um, back, we, can, we can see we can see your comments, but you just come up as Facebook user, right. so we're not really sure who you are, unless you want to say who you are, because that's what I sometimes do. Alan might give you a qualified lead to a property that he's seen last week, Jim, but he'll be looking for a sourcing fee. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I have here's completion. Okay. Hi everyone and welcome to the pre... Yep, hello Richard. <laughs> this is the pre-portal because basically that's it complete now. So he's going to say... Um... He's going to be wanting you cutting royalty checks, you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so here he is, uh, number 12. Look at that now. Yeah, and so it was Derek that did it. Aye. aye. So Derek, you can see that. You can see that straight away. That's his song. Okay, I, I, I can tell. So grey, um, the greyish look all the way through, the white skirtings and facings and seals, and then then the dark carpets as well. Um, so I've been... Oh. I've, and then see the doors have changed? I saw I've got the same doors. Yep, okay. So it's the same format, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you've got the you've got the stainless steel handles. I wonder if it gets a discount for buying in bulk. Possibly. <laughs> and then did you rewire that? Or was it already rewired? Because the, the sockets are at a decent height. Well, what I did what I did do, and I'll tell you the now what I've done. Um okay. You're absolutely right. When I sent the electrician round after buying it for 38, because I thought I'm just going to take the risk anyway, because <laughs> what does it cost for a rewire? Eh? Um, right. and, and if I don't need to do it, then fair enough. If I need to do it, I need to do it. Um, but there's more stringent legislation. I'll stop there. Uh, just to explain to everybody, um, um, there's more stringent legislation coming out in terms of the EICR, so the electricity certificates. Um, a lot of them were passed recently um, in the past, and they were passed for five years. But when they're coming around for renewal now, we've noticed that there's more stringent rules 
uh, in terms of uh, electricity bonding. Um, so we're, we're actually getting a lot of them coming back now on the on the renewals um, with, we can wait two years to do this or, um, you know, to do it again instead of five because yeah, they're, they're not going to pass it for five because that's too long. Or we, we can do the rewire on the bond to get the bonding right and then we could do it for five years. Now, I've opted, um, one of them recently was actually just just do it for two years because I, 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 I don't want the disruption straight away um yeah. and um because because it means i would have to change things or take things out that i don't want to change now because they're fine in another property um but some of them like this one i said look just go ahead and do it so i i, I definitely did a rewire um i you could see the he lives, Jim, that, that's that's exactly like project Bernardi. <laughs> yeah it does eh? and yes. then what i had to do though look see how the bath curves in yeah I had to get a curving bath because the, the, the width wasn't right for the actual space. So I got a curving bath and then I put a, put a thermostatic shower over the bath with wet wall all the way around. And yep. then the, the, the ceiling was obviously the, um, I, I don't know what it's called, the wet wall ceilings. It's that reflective stuff with the plastic enter. Yeah, and again, all the way through in terms of that. No plastering done or anything? Uh, yeah, we did do some plastering as well. Absolutely. So we did do some plastering on there. New and then the kitchen. See how the new kitchen and the gloss white and the metro style tiles. We still kept the breakfast bar in because we felt that was a really good addition to have in the kitchen. And then integrated oven hob extractor. Covered for the, the, the boiler again. Washing machine under the counter. And then see the classic there. It'll go back and... This is one that you should always remember. Um, see that washing machine? Where yes. that is? Always put your washing machine under the drainer board. Okay? Because the drainer board is dead space, really. Um, and it's a perfect place for the washing machine going on. It's amazing how many people put their put their, their drainer boards around the other way yep. and they have a blank worktop at the top and they don't have the drainer board there. But you're actually better putting the drainer board over on your sink, over the washing machine itself, because it makes it's a better utilization of space. Yeah, I've done some situation, but I had to put my washing machine slightly further over because of the, just with the shape of the kitchen, it was more sort of long than it was square. Yeah, but it works better anyway. Well okay. Me, anyway. So we'll just continue on the mission here, um, and then he did the flooring as well. Uh, back garden just needed a quick tidy up. Get Henry Flymore. Yeah, boiler was fine as well. I never got the option of tiles. I, I I usually insist. I usually just ask. You know, I just say, look, you know, I, I want tiles, and I'm not a big fan of of doing that. Um, putting see, cupboard just put where the boiler was. There was nothing, yeah, and I did put a fan in there, so the fan was yeah. in the and the see that up against the wall where we had that fan. See that there? Aye. Um, it's it's just uh, and fans in bathrooms and fans in kitchens now. Um, you I will come back to haunt you if you didn't do it because I'll guarantee you in some in some shape or space in the future they'll be required as a mandatory thing. Yeah, and you'd be better to do it when you're getting a full refurb done at the same time. So job done, eh? Absolutely. Good one. It's not good. So what was the revaluation? <laughs> Uh, I have actually got it right here. And let's look at this. <laughs> Return on investment. 
Um, I'll quickly jump onto that. And we'll just bump Richard off there. Not meaning bump Richard off, obviously, clearly. Can we just quite answer Jimmy's question from earlier? Uh, uh, it was self-managed, Jimmy. The property I was uh, talking about. Yeah, self-managed property, Jimmy, that one previously. Uh, okay, so uh, Alan said downlights. Mm, I'm, I'm all right downlights if it's a lower ceiling. If it's not a lower ceiling, I don't really bother that much. Um, I w will put them in some of them. Like the bathroom will have downlights. So that will be because it's built into these uh, false ceilings. Um, Deborah says, great advice regarding washing machine. Always uh, provide... Uh, you, would, would you would it always provide a washing machine? Um, the do. answer to that is probably no unless it's there because then you become responsible for the white goods and the repair of it. Um, most people, you don't want to encourage... A, now, this is back to tenants again. You don't want to encourage a transient population, so you really want to, the tenant to bring as much of their own pro property, as, their own furniture as possible, because they encourage them to make it their home and stay a lot longer as a result. So I would I would leave things out like that just now. The one things I do do in the fitted kitchens are obviously the Alvin Hobart extractor, um, but everything else I leave out just now until it's an absolute necessary. Deborah says, yep, looks great. And Andy says, superb. Um, and Facebook user says, love it. Yeah, thank you very much for that. So here is the numbers. Uh, let me just share this um, so we can see. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. I'll just go on my share screen. Hopefully, you'll be able to see this. Uh, see that okay? Just about. There we go. Okay, so purchase price thirty-eight one two three. Um, no, no thing. Uh, deposit uh, twenty-five. Mortgage three. Uh, arrangement fee one. Well, to be honest, arrangement fee is probably about a thousand pound. So you're probably talking about three in this instance to get that to come up to there. Um, rent per month. Eh? Did you get a mortgage for that? Uh, no, but but <laughs> I, I believe it or no, I can. If I want, right. um, and I would get a fifty percent loan to value on it, believe it or not, and commercial. Um, but because I've done so much to it, and I've put, um, I effectively spent seventeen grand on this, which brought it to fifty-five. Okay, so if I mortgaged it at fifty-five and put twenty-five in, and I did the 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 thousand pound in the four seven five, I've got a return, net return of twenty percent. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. I'll do. I. <laughs> uh, I've got to say though, I did. I did. Well, here we go. A thousand pound for legals. Um, so a thousand pound for legals and their return of nineteen point five percent. Okay. Um, but the great thing is, I have fifty five in now, and my valuation came in at uh, seventy five thousand. Effectively, fifty six thousand of a mortgage I would get on seventy five thousand. To be honest, I'd probably get a surveyor to bump up a wee bit more. Um, so you're almost looking at an infinite return. Um, so I've got a really good return at that level. See the 11.5% net? Yeah. But it's infinite because I don't have actually any money in there anymore because uh, the 56 or 55 is what I put in in the first place. Yeah. Give us a thumbs up if that makes sense to everybody. And, I'll, and, and you know, if, if that does make sense to you, um, if it doesn't, um, I, I'm happy to go over that again, how I got to that figure. Um, but that's how... That's effectively how you get an infinite return. Okay. Um, what's the, um, wow, what location, sorry, uh, Methyl. Um, Methyl is a great, great area to invest in. It's amazing how many people don't realize 
uh, these places are actually they're 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 effectively cash cows, aren't they? Well, some bits just have a reputation, but those reputations are dying away quite quickly, you know. Uh, yeah. Like... Um, Facebook user says, yeah, appears to uh, user appears to me Heather. Um, so it's Heather. Um, I I was advised not to put electrical items in fridge, etc., because I'd need to pay for part tests yearly. Absolutely. Um, it is it is a bit of a pain. You don't really want to do that. Um, Alan, uh, Buckhaven's perfect as well. Um. Just the, the Memorial Road actually straddles right into the Buckhaven almost. Uh, you right. literally cross. You literally. I, I think C Road is probably the 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 breaking point there. You just cross C Road and then you're into Buckhaven from there. Because uh, believe it or not, there's two den walks. Um, there's a den walk in Methil, and it goes all the way up, crosses C Road, and it goes to a den walk in Buckhaven after that. So don't get your things mixed up. We used to turn up for valuations at you know like seventy six den walk in Methil, and the boy would go, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> and we'd realize, oh, it's 76 day in walking Buckhaven. <laughs> totally different thing. Thought we were here to sell their house. <laughs> they were all panicking and everything like that. Um, yeah, so loads of thumbs up there. Thank you very much for guys um, for that. Um, uh, Jimmy, absolutely. Loads of opportunities in Leavenmouth, uh, definitely. And for anybody out there, if you're looking to get a really good agent <laughs> to put you in the know, Jimmy's probably that person. Um, so get in touch with him as well. Uh, and that's that's my that's my one for um, Memorial Road. We're we're almost at an end, and I've just explained Memorial Road. <laughs> Aye. Maybe we should so, talk about. Maybe we should just finish off kind of with something else, and uh, and then we'll, what we'll do is we'll talk about the finding a tenant next week. Uh, do you think we want to do that? Um, I could do that. Aye. Find, let's let's talk about finding a tenant next week. I will put in though. Uh, there was a great vlog, um, as I said before here, uh, for tenants now you can go on to youtube anytime uh, and see our channel uh, and let me uh, show you on youtube and there's loads and loads of guides here uh, for you as users now obviously there's people on there that i kind of stand hence the reason why their youtube's appearing in my feed um, but we'll go into the youtube channel uh, for five properties so just go into youtube type in five properties um and you come on our, there you go. So straight on the five properties. Uh, listen, remember, if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button because then you'll get instantly notified of anything that comes on um, as a result. Uh, you can see there we're, we're live in terms of our feed. But the great thing is we have playlists in here. Um, so we have playlists in here all right down the side. See all that? Wealth building, investment strategies, local heroes, and um, all the different things, top Top 30 most expensive streets in St. Andrews. And you go all the way down. Now, we have a, a one that's called Helpful. There, there's another one for anybody out there, uh, Millionaire Mindset. That's a brilliant series. So I did a 43-episode series in lockdown um, where I talked about the mindset you need to have to be a millionaire. Um, only people that are like that can teach that, by the way, um, not people that are just starting out. Um, so, okay, and we also have... Investment strategies is there somewhere. Um, you'll maybe see it. Can you see it there, James? Uh, or am I scrolling too quick? Uh, yeah, so just be quick for me. Jim. There's investment strategies. So investment strategies as well. This is the again a 49 uh, episode series, um, which I actually talked about my first 40 odd properties and what I've learned from every single one of them. Um, so that's actually a really good series as well to watch out for on our YouTube channel. Uh, the other one here as well is 
helpful guides. There is one here that says helpful guides. Here we go. So helpful guides. Loads and loads of guides there about how to do things. Is the bar telet market still viable? Tips on selling, tips on buying, tips on landlords. Uh, one of the ones that are, we did recently, um, James and I, um, from one of our ones, uh, there's Rental Arithmetic. That's a brilliant series. So we did that at the weekend. If anybody missed out on that, should you be a private landlord or a limited company? Um, but that, that was a, I could have had a, I could have had three days on that to be honest. Uh, <laughs> the one I was talking about here, and and I didn't realise, James. I mean, it's funny that, but I laughed as well when I when I talked about that, and I thought to myself, how how on earth what am I going to talk about? Because you're either going to be a limited company, you're not going to be a limited company. Yeah. But then when I got into the nuts and bolts of it, I, I couldn't believe um, the 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 all the different things that came out as a result and all the benefits again mm -hmm. uh, and all the things against being a limited company all the benefits being a limited company um, and the similar to being a sole trader and a, and a private landlord in your own right um, and I kind of thought the the end of it well if you watch the show you'll see the end of it and see what the the summation was of everything um, but if I just I, I will share that one in the comments for anybody so we just go in there and we get hopefully. We'll get uh, onto here, and then I'll be able to. Oh, who's that guy? <laughs> That's us two. Um, Different show. And then I'll copy that in, and then what I'll do is I'll just share it in the comments for anybody if you want it as well. Um, and and that's that one. So that's the that's how to attract premium high quality tenants and exactly what to do. So James and I did an hour long show about this. Now it's not going to be like the things that we're talking about next week about, you know, what to do with tenants. Cause next week we're going to talk about what I call it arc. In other words, filling the arc. So the first point in the arc is advertising. So what do you do when you advertise? The next word in arc is R it's for referencing. And the next word in, 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 in uh, arc is C, which is how much should you charge a tenant? not to fill the property, obviously, for the rent. And how do you go about finding out what that rent is? So that's a huge minefield information. And we'll start next week clean with that one. And we'll go from the very beginning on the journey from finding a tenant and, and going right the way through, right to the very end. Hopefully, we'll either have uh, Richard or we'll maybe have Karen on the show with us as well because um, they'll be able to add, to that, add value to that as well. Um, but mm -hmm. watch that one as well. That's really important that you get into that. Uh, uh, the buy to let journeys. I'm gonna I'm gonna just finish off um oh, paid rent again this week. <laughs> now I don't like gloating, right? And I can't stand it, but I need to point out to everybody that if you build this, uh, no, genuinely, James, if you build this for God's sake, every single week I get I get money paid into my account for rents. It's like now, admittedly, I've taken 30 years to get to that point, but for goodness sake. You could probably do this in 30 months now, what I've done for 30 years. My first million took me probably, I think it was about 12 years. After that, it was about, you know, it was maybe a couple of years. And then after that, I was down, I'm down to 12 months. Um, and, and that's effectively what it what happens and how it compounds up. Um, Maybe better qualify how you did though, Jim. You know, is that is that equity or is that turnover? Or is it that's wealth? <laughs> well, that, that's wealth. That is pure that's wealth. That's across yeah. everything. 
Aye, that's everything taken into account. That's net. That's no, oh, I've made a million in turnover Aye. or I've done a million in property, but I actually don't own any of them, so I have no equity in it at all, that's, which that's means bank a, owns the, all of them. Yeah. That's actually wealth. So when I talk about when I talk about numbers for me, I talk about I talk about net value, wealth. Uh, I don't talk about I don't do pie in the sky stuff like I've managed to buy two hundred and forty properties in two years and. No, well that's the thing. I just want to, I just want you to be clear with the distinction. Of, you know, everybody has a different view of how you get a millionaire. Absolutely, and and if you're going to be a millionaire, it's money. <laughs> it's actually wealth. It's got nothing to do with you know I'm a millionaire because I've turned over a million quid. Well. Turnover is vanity, net profit is sunny, and cash flow is king. Uh, and interestingly enough, I actually, I've come across this one as well. Um, what is it? How can you make a fortune from buy to let in twenty twenty two? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a great time reading that um, because, because again, I, I read a lot of other people's content and, and stuff. Um, so, so, what's your thoughts so far? You know, have you got anything to add to this, James? Uh... I think you've pretty much covered most of it for tonight. Brilliant. Actually. Great stuff. Um, yeah. I'm going to finish off with this for anybody out there sitting on the fence. Give me a big thumbs up if you're going to do this this year, for goodness sake. Or if you are doing it, give me a big thumbs up. If you're still not sure, give me a smiley face anyway. Because um, this is important. I'm going to cover this in the next one. I saw a fantastic post uh, the other day. And I thought, and I shared it on one of my vlogs in the morning. But I think it's important to share it again. Before I start, um, let's just say, who's responsible? Here we go, Susan. Um, who's responsible for the tenant supply washing machine floods and causes damage to the property and the neighbours? Uh, it's it's no one's responsible. Um, it's not the tenant's fault. It's not it's the fault. landlord's fault. It's a pure accident. And that's when the downstairs is insurance should actually cover that. Um, you only Your insurance only covers you if you're negligent. That's weird, eh? Your insurance covers you for doing something wrong. I don't. I kind of want that out, but but because they expect everybody never to be negligent, you see. So that's the least one that could happen to them. Hence the reason why they, they work like that between the insurance companies. But the same um, token, though, ideally the tenant should alert you as soon as they know that there's some sort of issue like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but sometimes you know what it's like. Eh? You turn up and then they've got a list as long as your arm after six months, and you think, why did you not tell me at the time? Uh, the, joy, the joys of being a being a social worker. Uh, sorry, landlord. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to finish off with this. Um, and, and thanks, George, for your comments. I uh, really appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Great information tonight. Um, a ceramics teacher announced on opening day that he was dividing the class into two groups. All those on the left side of the studio, he said, would be graded solely on the quantity of work they produced. All those on the right solely on the quality of work they produced. His procedure was simple. On the final day of the class, he would bring in his bathroom scales and weigh the work of the, of, of the quantity group. So he did that, and it came out as 50 pounds of pots rated A and 40 pounds of pots rated B, and so on. Those being graded on quality, however, needed only to produce one pot, albeit a perfect one, to get an A. Well... Came the grading time, and a curious fact emerged. It works out that the highest quality, right, were all produced by the group being graded for quantity. 
So the highest quality with the group being graded for quantity, and you would think it would be the other way around, to the, the person that produced the perfect one. And it seems that while the quantity group was busily churning out piles of work every single time and learning from their mistakes, that's the key here. Listen, learning from their mistakes. <laughs> the quality group had sat theorizing about perfection and how they'll get started. And in the end, had little more to show for their efforts than the grandioso theories and a pile of dead clay. So for God's sake, just get out there and do it. Stop theorizing about being a landlord and buy to let and don't do what my friend has done for the last 30 years <laughs> and never bought a single property while I've become a multimillionaire with the same means. I endeth the lesson. <laughs> thank you very much for your, thank you very much for everybody tonight. I really appreciate you coming along. Um, if you want, please feel free to message us after the show. Please give it a big thumbs up. Like it, share, comment, subscribe. Do whatever you can do to get social traction on this, social reach on this, because there's a lot more people out there that have means and capability just like us as well. I am just an ordinary person. That's all it's come down to. It's, managed, to help it's managed to do extraordinary things by the people that have come before me and taught me how to do it. And it's exactly the same for you as well, James, isn't it? That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. And that's us till next week, guys. Join us in the Wealth Creation Show for next week at 6.30, Monday night, and I'll see you then. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>